Welcome to episode 55 of The Climate Champions. Check out past episodes on theclimatechampions.com. I'm Lee Crevat, and each week I publish a new episode with a new climate champion as my guest. If you or someone you know is a climate champion, please let me know at www.crevatenergyinnovations.com. And if you didn't catch episode 51, it's a humorous rap tribute to Elon Musk. Musk rap love. If you haven't listened to it, please do. This podcast is being brought to you in part by the Department of Energy's Advanced Grid Research Group, whose purpose is to accelerate innovation in electric transmission and distribution technologies and create next-generation devices, software, and tools to help modernize the electric grid. This week, my featured guest is Wade Troxell, the mayor of Fort Collins, Colorado. He's also associate department head for development and engagement of mechanical engineering at Colorado State University. And we're both on the Gridwise Alliance board. I'd like to give a quick shout out and thank you to Dr. Robert Patel and the team at the Sharp Memorial Emergency Room for, well, saving my life. Two days after recording this podcast, you may notice I'm out of breath at times. I was in the emergency room discussing a life-saving and risking procedure, which thankfully I ended up not needing. If you find yourself short of breath or having chest pains, please, please call 911 and take an ambulance to the emergency room. I didn't do that, but I'm an idiot. Please, please, please be safe. I'm sure after listening to Wade, you'll be on your way to visit or even relocate to Fort Collins. Or you'll want to recruit him to become the mayor of your town. Hey, Wade, San Diego is very nice. Welcome to the Climate Champions. I'm here in Houston, Texas, talking to Mayor Wade Troxell. He's not the mayor of Houston. He's actually the mayor of Fort Collins, Colorado. Wade, welcome to the Climate Champions. Lee, great to be here and great to have this conversation with you. Wade and I actually know each other because we're both on the board of the Goodwise Alliance. Right. And we're having a board meeting. Wade, why are you in Fort Collins making this investment in grid modernization and how does that relate to climate change? For me, it's less about a debate about whether or not there is or isn't climate change. It's really about, from a local perspective, how can we improve our local utility to operate better? Growing up in Fort Collins, and that's my hometown, when I was 14, I was mayor for the day. I was able to observe local government doing good things. And One of the priorities that I've had since mayor is to engage youth and young adults in local government and understand how local government operates. In Fort Collins, 50 years ago, or now 51 years ago, in 1969, Fort Collins undergrounded our electric power system. We're a municipal electric utility, our distribution. Now we're part of four cities, Platte River Power Authority, that provides our generation transmission but we still operate our local uh, distribution utility. We're 99.99% undergrounded. We're one of the few cities in the United States that are essentially undergrounded. And that was a decision made in 1969. And I think about that. The technology wasn't available to do that, so we had to invent it. There wasn't an answer, what's the ROI? It would never justify itself. You hear it today with a hurricane going through and they can't justify 
changing and going underground, and so they recreate the same vulnerabilities of the electric system. By undergrounding, when we have a wet spring snow, we don't talk about outages. We never have outages. We're one of the most reliable electric systems in the United States, and the decision was made to underground it. The point being is you can make decisions locally that can do things that's for the benefit of all, and they don't have to meet strict ROI issues. And and I say that also because you go to literally old parts of most communities or you go to underrepresented or low-income neighborhoods and you see electric power lines. Fort Collins, you don't. So it's an equity issue too. And so why do I talk about the undergrounding as relate to climate change? I look at climate change much the same way. The way the electric system developed in the 1930s was really with a central power plant transmission distribution to end use. We can rethink that and redo the system and not have to be beholden to the way that the electrification of the United States happened. And we're doing that in Fort Collins, and it's really around our climate action plan, which was adopted by our city council in in, uh, 2015. And with that, it was unanimous. Is there a unanimous agreement about climate change? No. But the point is, is it, it, it's really around our approach and what we're trying to do and how we're trying to do it. And it is the right thing. And with our climate action plan, we have strategies around that climate economy. It's around our economic health within our community where we're creating solutions in Fort Collins that can not only benefit Fort Collins, but they can benefit other communities around the world. And so it's an economic strategy for addressing climate change. And so we're dealing with it locally in a way that we talk about in Fort Collins. We're aspirational and we're also pragmatic. And part of that aspiration is to do the right thing and to do it better and to do it long term. And then how do you operationalize it? So when it usually comes to climate change, I usually dial it back to how does the rubber really meet the road in a local community to actually make a difference? It's not philosophy. It's actually really implementing things that can make a difference long term. And that's what the the journey that we're on. So we're committed to 80% reduction of our greenhouse gases by 2030 and 100% by 2050. So one of the most aggressive goals in the United in the world, literally, we're committed to 100% renewable on the electric side by 2030. That's with Fort Collins, but that's also with Platte River Power Authority. Right now, it's primarily a coal-fired, but next year, actually this year, will be 51% renewable in terms of our overall energy for Platte River Power Authority. So the point is, is it's a 20-mile march. We're committed. It's for making things better for our community. We're making the investments to do that. But the investments, they're realizing the long-term benefit for our community. And it's all in the same spirit of the way that 50 years ago our community made a decision to underground or electric utility. Can you talk about the city and how you personally got engaged in technology for the energy industry? Fort Collins has been engaged with climate action for 20 years. And personally, I wasn't involved with local government 20 years ago. But I was, at that time, involved with some key people. I'm a professor at Colorado State University, and we were looking at how do, and I do robotics automation, and how do intelligent control distributed robotic systems and what are markets in order to do that? 
we looked at many, and we ended up looking at intelligent control distributed energy resources. At that time, there was a lot of deregulation going on on the electric side within the United States. We saw that as a market, and personally, we committed to basically enabling technology that could build a better distributed energy system. And with that, that was early on, and we were part of the early formation of things nationally that have become smart grid and that sort of thing. I was one of the founding members of the GridWise Architectural Alliance, and now I serve on the GridWise Alliance board. And so been involved with this for 25 years now, personally and professionally. And it was really that commitment to uh, really rethinking how we provide electric power to our citizens and really what's the infrastructure enabling to do that, to flip really the model of central power generation to more distributed energy resources and actively managing those resources. And so I've been involved with that from a technology perspective. So it was really through that and the understanding of the impacts and, you know, those are the early days of climate change discussions and that sort of thing. So I've really been involved with it more on the technology side and delivering solutions to the market, informing a company, and we sold the company and it's still active. The two former students are now CEOs of their own companies in this distributed energy resources arena. And so for me, it's really been an evolution of really the technology and rethinking how do you better operate an electric infrastructure from a systems perspective, and now with enabling technology to to actually meet those requirements to keep the lights on, but you actually have a lot of distributed energy elements that come to play, and we can actually operate a system that's much different than the way it was initially conceived when in the 1930s, when energy was essentially, you really didn't consider a lot of the environmental impacts and, and those sorts of things. How do you try to impact climate change locally and globally? It's been our community. What I try to do locally is really keep our focus locally where we can actually make a difference. I know that you know our city limits, it doesn't stop there, but it's within the, the purview of our community where we can actually make a difference within our community. And so I tend to focus more locally than, than get engaged globally, but understanding that it's at the local level where the solutions need to be found and delivered and really trying to leverage all the things that we can. And I think through market-based means and technology enablement, that's one of the approaches that I've been committed to serving as council member and mayor now for 13 years totally. As a mayor that has to meet the needs of everybody in the community, how do you convince those that don't even believe in climate change to make investments? A lot of times that I find in the political world, there are things are set up where there's sides. And so I try not to take a side other than I try to look at solutions that get more people engaged in the conversation. There, I, I kind of leave the, the bigger picture to others and the conversations there, whether it's at, at a federal level or, at, you know, at Colorado State University, we have one of the top atmospheric sciences department. We have a number of things there and, and across the university that they take more global perspectives as as relates to climate change. From my perspective and from what I try to do is really engage the community in solutions and creating solutions that many people, more than just on an issue, would, would see themselves. 
And so, for example, in our climate action plan, we have a strategy around climate economy. And that's the one where we build solutions that not only can benefit Fort Collins, but can benefit other cities and other cities around the world. And it's not trying to debate one thing or another, but it's really a strategy for building a better system at a municipal level. And it benefits more constituents within our community. So that's what I've tried to do. And I said that Fort Collins, we just celebrated our 20th year of commitment to climate. And we had many people come out for that commitment. We've done things like climate-wise, where businesses get actively involved in and what they can do locally at their business and on terms of energy reduction and, and more efficient use and doing audits and all different sorts of things like that. And so for me, it's finding mechanisms that different constituents see themselves as part of the solution. And it's not trying to create a framing that maybe it tends to maybe divide people. And so that, I think, is more effective where we don't have controversy around whether or not to do it. And it's really generally uh, a positive issue within our community. Tell me about what it's like being mayor of Fort Collins. What do you do? Well, Fort Collins, great community of 177,000 people. It's my hometown, as I mentioned. When I was born in Fort Collins, it was 20,000 people. So it's grown more than eight and a half times in my lifetime. And I argue that it's even better. It's better for many reasons. And one of them is our commitment to climate action. As a community, it's always very forward thinking. It it is progressive and it is always changing. And I think it's changing for the better. It's one of the top cities in terms of livability, places to retire, activities, brew pubs. It's just a wonderful... Well, as long as you've got the brew, brew pubs, pubs, I'm in. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and it is. And, and so there's many things that make it a very desirable place. And with that, having strong economic health is an important part of the future. It's the home of Colorado State University with 35,000 students. So it's a university city. And part of being a university city is the great dynamic of, one, being an evergreen community where you always have new students coming to your community, but also you have some of the great minds. We have a great energy institute. We have global social sustainability and other faculty doing things. I mentioned one of the top atmospheric science programs in the, in the country. With that kind of talent within our community, it's a great dynamic. We're also a very high-tech community. We have Intel and HP and HPE and NVIDIA, and we have the world headquarters of Woodward. And with that, it's a great workforce that matches well with the university and one that also plays actively within energy and energy conversion. About five years ago, Fort Collins was recognized at the Smithsonian as one of the places of invention within the community. There were six cities recognized, five were in the past. For example, Brooklyn was mentioned in the the 1990s for hip-hop, Silicon Valley in the 1960s for technology, Minneapolis in the 1960s around medical technology, Hartford, Connecticut, 1880s around manufacturing, and, and then Fort Collins was mentioned as a place of invention in the 2010s for clean energy and our renewable energy for our future. Why were we recognized as the current model for place of invention? Well, it really cites a number of things. We have a number of companies 
that have been founded there that are really part of this a notion of a climate economy where they're building solutions that can actually scale to improve our climate globally. One is EnviroFit related to cook stoves and indoor air quality, but also solid fuel cook stoves. Woodward Governor that builds and designs a lot of the energy components within most engines, whether it might be a, a diesel electric locomotive or it might be jets or jet engines or it might be stationary power plants, they build components for that. So they're in the energy conversion industry. And so it really talks about the creativeness and the innovation component that goes into that. But a big part of the Place of Invention exhibit talks about collaboration, working together. And we have great brew pubs, and it, there have been specific examples where ideas were, were literally crafted around a craft brew in one of our brew pubs and how that culture helps to create new solutions, and particularly in the energy space. So we have solar companies. We have another company called Amped, which has an optimizer that with all the installed solar right now, they can improve the efficiency of those solar fields by 30 or more percent. They have to send them to my house. Yeah, that's right. There you go. And so the paybacks are uh, almost immediate. So we have this focus and this density around innovation and invention and related to clean renewable energy that's in part how we're meeting our climate action plan but also creating a a dynamic vibrant community along with colorado state university to make just a wonderful place to live so bringing it back to what is it like being a mayor it's actually a real honor to serve in this time within our community because all these great things going on one of the things that i haven't mentioned that probably cite as uh, one of the accomplishments is we're rolling out our fifth utility with broadband gigabit services to every premise within our community symmetric no contracts and really becoming a digitally connected community for the future and so you couple that with energy technology and dynamic a community in order to live work play we have a lot of natural resources and and bike we talk about bands bikes and and beer as a lot of things that uh, we do. You're making me want to move there. There you go. No, that's right. No, I just say check it out, but it's a you're a walking, talking commercial <laughs> at Fort Collins. <laughs> well, we actually we're featured currently in uh, one of the vacation polls. Is this one of the places to to do a vacation? So uh, come check us out. Can you talk more about being a mayor and other things you're involved with? We have a council manager form of government, so we have a full time city manager. And it's a predominant model in the Western United States that we follow. The other is a mayor-council form of government. One of the things I think about the council-manager form of government is it's set up for solutions, for working together. If you think about state and federal government structures and the mayor-council form of government, they tend to be more adversarial in their nature. The council manager form of government, we tend to focus on priorities and goals within our community and then set out to accomplish those goals within our budget and our timeline. So I think it's important to understand that as a a framework because we tend to be more constructive in our local form of government. In fact, we actually talk about high-performing government as one of our community metrics and by working together into doing outcomes that meet our community interests. Being the mayor and what do I do? 
I'm also a faculty member at Colorado State University where I'm a professor in mechanical engineering. I've been able to start companies. I mentioned in the in the smart grid space and work with students in this area. And so I'm on the faculty at Colorado State University and I serve as the, the mayor of the city of Fort Collins. I get involved with a lot of things. The, the GridWise Alliance is one, but I also get involved with the National League of Cities. I'm involved with them and the Transportation Infrastructure Services Committee and get involved with innovations in the transportation side. So as we talk about electric vehicles as well as autonomous vehicles, I've been appointed by the Secretary of Transportation, Secretary Chow, to serve on the Drone Advisory Committee. And this is helping make rules for the emerging area of drones and drone flight with the FAA. And all these tend to be, in my mind, very complementary to a technology and where my interests are, but also in public policy, how they can roll out effectively within our community. And as you talk about transportation and electrification of vehicles, what a great convergence there as it relates to smart grid and how to better integrate that storage component within a distributed energy resources within an urban context. And so in my mind, it's a perfect convergence of a lot of things that, one, I have personal interest, but two, where our communities are going and, and Fort Collins is committed to be a leader in these areas. You've already talked about your successes and you've talked a lot about how great Fort Collins is and I'm with you. Can you talk about some setbacks, some things that haven't gone according to plan? I think one of the toughest things is it always takes longer than you would expect. And so I, I don't know if it's a setback, but I think it also suggests that you have to be persistent. In starting a company over 20 years ago and selling the company, we're still not quite there in delivering that as a product and service as it relates to intelligent control distributed energy resources. There's a lot of companies out there that provide for those kind of solutions, but you know I think we're still just scratching the surface of the kind of impact. And as we transition from more the centralized model of, of energy to more distributed integration of energy resources as it can be utilized. But, you know, I've seen a lot of local goals achieved, but, you know, in terms of some of these broader goals and how they manifest itself, we still, we made progress, but we still have a ways to go. Usually I'd want to know your vision for the future for the world, but how do you see Fort Collins 2030 40 years from now. You kind of gather, I think, a lot about Fort Collins. Fort Collins is now 177,000 people. In 30, 35 years, we're going to top out to our growth management area to our our size, which will be 250,000 people. And so I think about that a lot. And particularly when I got engaged as mayor for a day when I was 14 years old, and I think back to 50 years ago, And then I think forward 30, 50 years, I think in terms of the long game. And so as Fort Collins has gotten better, I think, over the last 50 years, I think over the next 50 years, I like to see it even get better. And for me, what does that mean? It's more livable, more engaged, more walkable. We we just approved a project on Tuesday night that would provide agricultural in the urban context in concert with higher densities and and walkable communities and and really in a sustainable 
and I would argue a more regenerative framework and less car-centric and more multimodal. We're actually recognized by People for Bikes as one of the most bicycle-friendly communities in the United States and, and so forth. How do you create these environments that people love to live and work and play and, and raise families and to create jobs and, and to go to school and those sorts of things? So my dream and my focus is to make Fort Collins even better. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? You know, I think about public policy, and I think about local public policy, and I think about the kind of world where we live in. A lot of the issues are created in terms of adversarial. Are you for it or against it? Instead of really crafting policy frameworks that people can get behind and support more broadly. And I think of that, and how do you achieve those sorts of things? Oftentimes, I've seen things at the local level be very incremental and to suggest a solution without necessarily understanding the problem. And so without understanding the problem, it's hard to, I think, get to a solution that really is meaningful and it works. And so what I try to do in my conversation is basically go slow to go fast. Sometimes we have to stop, uh, zoom out, and think, what's the problem we're really actually trying to address? And in doing so, we can oftentimes reframe it in a way that can get more public support. If, if you're trying to, like in my case, trying to make Fort Collins better, if council members, irregardless of political persuasion, that sort of thing, if we're trying to make our community better and we can agree on that, we can also agree on the kinds of things that we should be working on. And I'm not saying that we're perfect in Fort Collins, but by thinking in that way, we can oftentimes get to public policy and issues that we can rally around that have the support and that can meet these bigger challenges that we have in the future and not create these incremental things that oftentimes eat up our energy, our interest, and, and therefore nothing seems to happen. I will say, honestly, you've kind of made me want to relocate to Fort Collins. <laughs> I'll have to talk to my wife, though. Do you have any questions for me? Lee, it's been a pleasure to get to know you through Gridwise Alliance. And I would just say, how could we use those talents in making Fort Collins an even better place? Hey, I would love to help. Just find me something to do when I'm there. And come have a beer. <laughs> we'll do that. Okay. I'm going to wrap this up, and I'm going to wrap it up with a wrap. Hey, I got to say that you found your way when you got to play Mayor Forward Day. Some of your energy comes from coal that's dirty, but you'll be oh so clean by 2030. You taught your students well, and it shows because two of them are smart grid CEOs. For Collins reliability is fair and sound because your infrastructure is underground. I want to come visit, but I'm allergic to pollens. If the count is low, I'm a coming, Fort Collins. You and I can certainly talk the bull while we travel through the city because it's walk a bull. When it comes to the internet, I'll give you a hand. You get one and you get one gigabit broadband. I'm from Brooklyn. I got a great idea. Let's solve the world's problems over a brew pub beer. <laughs> you got it. Lee, thank you. Okay, my wife and I booked our tickets and we're headed to Fort Collins this summer. 
bikes, beers, and bands. Here we come. When Mayor Troxell said that two former students are now CEOs of energy technology companies, one of those CEOs is Sunil Sherian, CEO of Spiray, who, coincidentally, I interviewed over a year ago. Check out episode number eight. If you have comments or questions about the podcast, visit my website at www.crevatenergyinnovations.com and drop me an email. I would love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying the Climate Champions podcast series, please subscribe, rate it five stars if you're an Apple user, and tell your climate-concerned friends about it. And if you're in San Diego and want to trade your concern about climate change for a few hours of some great laughs, most weekends I'm doing improv comedy at either the Old Town Improv Company or Finest City Improv or both. Contact me to confirm specific show dates. And if you want to release from some of life's stress or to improve your speaking skills, consider taking an improv workshop in your town. As the mayor talked about collaboration, setting up a framework that everyone can be a part of, and creating and leveraging great new technology to solve problems, it showed me that it really is possible for government to work and solve problems. Leadership, leadership, leadership. Mayor Troxell, thank you so much for leading your community and doing your part to help mitigate climate change. 